Leaders and healers, gamers and claimers, ladies and gentlemen from around the universe, from around the globe, from around the community, welcome to the Power, Purpose and Passion podcast. I am your host, Anthony Cheem, speaker, life coach, author, trainer, musician, singer, songwriter, friend to you, mentor to you, coach to you, personally, professionally. In every aspect of your life, podcast host ready to give to you the best of what I've learned and earned of being in this beautiful industry of self-help, health, spirituality, emotional fitness, mental fitness, relationships, upgrading of all the areas of my life so I can give and share to you what I've learned over the past 20 years of studying, of attending, of reading, of, of dissecting all the material, wisdom, knowledge, information, so you can ultimately claim your power, clarify your purpose, cultivate your deepest, widest, and highest passions possible. So you know, you know, you can upgrade and update your life and live the best and possible life, bettering yourself, besting yourself, taking your life to the next level, and then ultimately, the ultimate fulfillment and meaning comes from then sharing and caring and learning and earning what you've earned and then returning it to the world around you, the community, friends, family, whomever you want to share it with, because that's where you get the massive joy lasting change, lasting transformation, lasting love and experience of life at the deepest, most profound levels. So thank you for joining us, whether you're listening to this passively or actively on Instagram, Facebook, or wherever you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for, for, for tuning in on a consistent basis, because man, that's all I want to do is share. I feel like I wake up every day just with so much joy, so much love, and I just want to share it. And this is one avenue, one vehicle, my delivery system to share my gifts to you. And hopefully one day you and I will meet in a seminar or an event or wherever you are in the world. And you and I can become friends and you can share your story with me and I can share my stories with you and we can become friends and you can amplify my life <laughs> you can share with because Cam has done that for me too as well you know I've mentored him and coached him for a number of years now and he's teaching me now and that's what that's what true partnership and friendship is all about is teaching each other preaching to each other calling each other's on each other's crap from time to time but then elevating each other not from a place of of poverty not from a place of criticism but from a place of caring compassion and love for each other's growth and expansion so Today's episode, before I get into today's episode, I want to introduce my power partner in crime, my power partner in rhyme, Cameron Dubay. What's up, man? C-dubs in the house. Hello. (laughs) C-dubs here. How's it going? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm doing well. Uh, I've recently had like this weird itchy outbreak of, Mm -hmm. uh, you can call it a rash, but it was just like bumps, you know, just white bumps that if you itched it, it would turn red. Um, Little patches all over my body. Um weird because i've never never talked about any of this kind of stuff on the podcast <laughs> in my life but uh yeah it started We're maybe about four now. nights ago mm. and i just recently yesterday realized that it is a direct manifestation of the stress i've been experiencing with my business and with yeah. all the different areas of my life and being scattered and all over the place and not being able to shut up my mind about it. My mind would Mm. be on 24-7 thinking about one of these things, right? Yeah. And uh, so I would literally lie awake at night until 10 a.m., 7 a.m. Oh, my gosh. And uh, until I can finally get to bed. And then I'd only sleep like three or four hours because the itch wakes me up. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where I've been. Yesterday, I skateboarded all the way to Starbucks, which is like an hour-long skateboard in the rain. Oh, my gosh. But I just needed, like, I was just bored. I just needed something. So I went all the way out there to meet a friend. But before he got there, I had like an hour and a half to myself, and I just started journaling. Like, I could not stop writing. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I kind of journaled in the sense where I was trying to explain to somebody else what my rash was. Yeah. And I started writing how it's, it's the stress. It's the feeling of, uh, overwhelm and burden and all these things. And it's, it's cool too, because from day one, I never was upset about the rash. I was always Mm. thinking like, this is a clear sign from the universe sure. something that emotions can't tell me it has to be my physical body you know yeah. Yeah. um it was really cool so i don't know we we talked about this b- very briefly before we pressed record so i decided sure. to ask you and i don't know what the title of today actually yes i do i yes. wrote it down <laughs> the title of <laughs> the today pa- the yeah. power of reflection the power yeah of reflection. so that's that's essentially what i did at starbucks i just wrote like five or ten pages about myself and I was able to reflect on what this meant to me, what I should be yep. doing, and also like key questions that I never would have found. Because it's yep. almost like um, you have a million questions yeah. that could all come together and make one big question. And that's yep. where I was at. I probably asked myself two big questions by realizing that I have 150 questions. <laughs> just yes, like yes. just all the writing allowed me to narrow down and narrow down and narrow down more about myself and understand more and get the right question that I need answered. Right. Which is almost the hardest thing. It's like, you know, you need an answer, but you don't know what question (laughs) to ask. There's not enough, uh, um, self awareness there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's essentially what I did. So I'll I'll let you take it away. Well, you know, before we went on the show, you, you, uh, you, you basically, shared with me your experience of the rash and the stress and 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 90% of our physical disease as a result of stress in our world and that's by a famous neurological neurological scientist and doctor Dr. Caroline Leaf and she 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 has proven and is of the belief that 90% of our diseases are a result of stress, emotional stress, mental stress, work stress, whatever it might be. And I remember even Dr. Deepak Chopra talked about how a long time ago they did a study. I think the World Health and Education Department did a, did a study on heart disease and the, the two main causes of heart disease. And I remember him saying, you think it would be food or exercise or, you know, whatever it might be. He said two things that are the causes of the two primary causes of heart disease, unhappiness rating and job dissatisfaction. And it was, it was like, wow, who would have thought that was? And he's, he basically said, if you're satisfied with your job and you've got a pretty happy, high rating overall in your life, you're probably not going to get heart disease. Whereas someone who is toxic environment in a toxic environment, hates their job, hates their life is stressed all the time. Their happiness is at all time low. They're probably, their immune system is going to be susceptible to heart disease, cancer, whatever it might be, colds and flus and whatnot. Right. And I don't, I don't remember the last time I got a crazy sickness and it it bedridden me. But the point, point of the matter is, is that, um, learning to stress, stress relief, manage stress. But I was talking to Cam about a strategy called the trouble tree. And I might've mentioned this on a previous podcast, but the podcast was, oh, sorry, the, 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 the story is of a man who works crazy amounts of hours. He's going day and night and he hires an employer to finally help him. And, um, the guy is stressed out and he's got a family at home. He's working long hours. And as he goes home, he gets out of his truck. He invites his new employee to, to have dinner with his wife and his children. He gets out of the car, goes over to a tree in front of the front yard, touches the tree, and all of a sudden his total state changed. All of a sudden he was happy. He walked in the door. His kids greeted him. He was like in a completely different place, hugged his wife, hugged his kids, and had a great time at dinner. It was like you, you don't even recognize the guy. And um, after dinner, 
as he's driving the guy home, uh, he couldn't help the, the employee, couldn't help but ask the guy. So I noticed you when you got out of the car, you were stressed and you went over to a tree, you touched it, closed your eyes and took a moment. And then you were completely changed and you were in a good mood and you, uh, you hugged your wife and you're feeling like nothing bad happened that day. And he says, oh, that's my trouble tree. He says, every time I come home from work, I go over to my tree, I touch it to remind me that I'm home now, that not to bring my troubles home with me. So he, he touches the tree. It symbolizes a symbolic of him transferring the trouble to a tree so he could go home and spend time with his family, have a great time, go to sleep with no worries. And then the very next day, he returns, goes back to the trouble tree, touches the tree and returns back to where he started the, the previous night before. And I think that's a great sort of ritual for people out there is to, I, I know for me, I'm driven. And when I get focused, man, get out of the way because I get driven. But there are times when I need to actually shut that off because then my wife, my relationship with my wife or my kids starts to suffer. My spiritual meditation starts to suffer because I'm thinking about other things. But what I, what I tend to do is go through a ritual, either an affirmation or I touch my heart and I ask myself the question, what's really important right now? And, I, and then I allow my answers to unfold. So allowing yourself to get in touch with the ritual. So when you're overwhelmed, stepping away just like Cam did, go for an hour skateboard ride to Starbucks, whatever. I mean, get yourself out of that environment. And one of the things that you'll find is when you return, you're that much more, you have, you have that much more clarity. So for the people listening on Instagram or Facebook, what's your version of a trouble tree? Maybe when you get home, you get home, you're stressed and you walk in the door and like, ah, freaking out because you've had a bad day at work. Maybe before you go home, before you, uh, before you touch the knob, you, ha- you touch a plant or you look at the sun, you close your eyes or you look up at the sky, you take a deep breath in and you imagine exhaling all your troubles to the sky and then you, re- you enter your home and everything's fine. And then when you return, then you can breathe that trouble or that worry back in the next day if you want to and that way you will return with that much more clarity, much more focus and be able to handle those challenges from a deeper, more profound and broadened space. Um, I found that to be very, very helpful for me for, for dealing with stress, for dealing dealing with overwhelm, overload, whatever it might be. But so maybe for the people listening on the show is to come up with your own ritual where you, where you leave your troubles somewhere else, a, a symbolic of a tree, or you touch a plant, or you come home and you look up to the sky, as I said, and you breathe in and exhale your troubles and imagine your troubles just basically lifting like a balloon to the sky. And then you walk in and all your troubles are gone. And that way you can actually leave your work at work. And then when you leave your home, you can return back to your workspace and with, again, with, with more clarity. And that's, that's the key moment. Uh, for me, anytime I feel like I have writer's block, I have to kind of just step away for a moment, maybe an hour or two hours, maybe a couple of days. And then when I return, boom, it returns. So, so stepping away, uh, stepping forward, um, it's not really, not really stepping into a challenge to break the challenge, but actually coming up with some sort of pattern where you before you get home to work or before you get home, you basically leave that trouble on whatever piece of <laughs> a tree, whatever it is, your house, your car, whatever it might be. You might even say this, do this, or some sort of deep breath or yoga posture to actually get you out of that state and into love and calmness and peace. Now, there's a great story that reminds me of, it just came up in my mind now, and it's called The Doctor, The Man, and The Four Prescriptions. What a great story this was. And this man, he's majorly depressed and he doesn't, he's kind of reflecting on his life. And this, this particular episode is called the power of reflection. And he goes to his doctor and his doctor, he says, you know, I feel like depressed. I'm down. Maybe prescribe me some antidepressants. He said, okay, I'm going to give you four prescriptions 
And before I, before I prescribe any antidepressant, I want you to take these four prescriptions at certain times of the day. Is there, and he asked this man, is there a place that symbolizes peace and calmness when you were a kid and it was all playful and fun? And the guy said, yeah, the beach. I always had a good time at the beach. He said, okay, tomorrow you're going to take these four prescriptions to the beach. You're going to arrive there at 9 a.m. And then you're going to open up prescription number one. And at 12 o'clock, you're going to open up prescription number two. At three o'clock, you're going to open up prescription number three. And at six o'clock, you're going to open up prescription number four. And if after this, after the four prescriptions and you're done with, with doing what the prescriptions say to do, and you still feel down, I will prescribe an antidepressant. So the very next day, the guy's like crazy with anticipation. He gets up really early, arrives at the beach, sits down, gets on a rock, just starts. And at 9 a.m., he opens up the first first prescription and it says, all it says on the piece of paper is, listen. So for the next three hours, all he does is sit at the beach and listens to the wind, listens to the the water crashing on the rocks for three hours straight. And he just sits and listens. That's all he does. And then at 12 o'clock, he opens up the second prescription. And in it, it says, reach back. Look back at your past. Look back at your life. And he's going back in for three hours from 12 to three. He's looking back at his whole life. Good, good times, bad times. Things that he's done well, things that he screwed up. Mistakes betrayals, lies. So he's going, he's an up and down roller coaster thinking about his past, thinking about the good th- things that he's missed, the people that he's hurt, the people that have hurt him. So it was a troubling three hours for him just to reach back at it in his past. And at three o'clock, he opens up the third prescription. And in it, it says, re-examine your motives for living. So he starts to reflect on what's important now. What, what's, what's driving me now? What's important now? Starts to ask himself powerful questions. What do I value? What is life about now based on where I am in my life now, based on the age I'm at, on the accomplishments, the failures? What can I do now to make a bigger difference in the world and what's important now? And for the next three hours, he starts writing in a journal all these things about what's life going to be for like from this point on. And for the next three hours, he does that in his journal. And at six o'clock, finally, he opens up the four fourth prescription and on the piece of paper it says write your worries in the sand and so he gets a stick and he he thought about something that was worrying him and he wrote his worries in the sand it took him about 15 minutes to do so and as he did so he, he looked at what he wrote down in the sand walked away and as he was walking away he looked back and he found that the water washed away the sand and the worries itself. And he got in his truck and drove away. Why is that important? That story? I mean, I told it in many different ways, but you get the basic, the basis of that story is, is to reflect, is to take a step back from life oftentimes and to reflect and re-examine who we are, what we're meant to do. Maybe perhaps we're in a place of too much contentment. Maybe we're in a place of stuckness where maybe we're in a place where life has no meaning. And that's when we need to take those four prescriptions Go to a place of peace and serenity, listen, look back, re-examine our motives and write our worries in the sand and let the water wash it away. Sometimes we need those days. And that's why, you know, things like seminars and retreats are so powerful and so, so, uh, you know, popular these days because people use it as a means to get away, to recharge, to reinvigorate, um, whether it be in nature, whether it be a seminar, self-help seminar, whatever it might be. But oftentimes what happens is that we, we get caught up 
And as, as, as Cameron shared <laughs> so honestly, that sometimes it manifests, we got to listen to our body that it's manifesting as physical disease in our body. I remember even a time when my wife, uh, my, my son was going his first year of school at JK and he hated it. And I remember him crying like profusely each and every single time she dropped him off at school. And it was heartbreaking for mom. It was heartbreaking for my wife. And she started getting these rashes just like Cam. And it was like these bites on her body. And initially we thought it was bed bugs. And so I checked the bed bugs. I'm like, well, if it was bed bugs, why aren't I getting them? And so she went to the doctor and the doctor said, hey, it's, 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 a, it's a bite. Something's biting. Maybe it's bed bugs. And we told the doctor, it's not because why am I not getting bitten? And after a while, we went to, went to a couple of doctors and the doctor says, is there any, anything really stressful in your life? She said, yeah, my son, he's having such a tough time going to school. And every time I leave him, I feel so horrible and guilty and feel so, I have so much regret for, I feel like I'm such a horrible mom. Now, when a loving, caring, compassionate woman like my wife is, like most mothers are out there, there's nothing like a motherly love. And they feel like they're being a horrible mom. Like, what do you think that's going to do to their body? So it manifested as like rashes and welts and like an allergic reaction in her body. It was brutal for her. And so I had the same, same thing happen in my life where something's going very stressful in my life and it manifested itself as lower back pain <laughs> and I'm, I'm fit and strong and healthy. And this was when I was in my mid twenties. And I also went to a doctor. The doctor said, uh, you look like you're fit and healthy. I said, yeah, I work out best shape of my life. And he said, is there anything going on? I said, yeah. And I told him and he said, it's probably stress. And then once I was able to handle the stress, basically the back pain went. And so sometimes we got to step away from our environment, reflect, examine, reach back, just listen, go to a place of peace and serenity and solutions will come out of that. Any, any thoughts there, Cam? Yeah, I think some of the, the greatest moments of my life were spent with a coffee and a journal and a few hours because mm-hmm. you're not the same person after that. It's like, yeah. uh, it's weird how there's like two parts of us. There's us yeah. and there's the one that's aware of the detail. Yep. So yep. you have to sit with yourself and yep. learn about yourself. It's such a weird yep. concept, right? Because you are yourself. Yeah. Yep. But when you sit down and get to know yourself, and it doesn't necessarily need to be journaling, it could just be thinking yep. or talking to yourself. I've done that before. Yeah. Um yep. it it's all uh it all works really, really well. And you come out knowing yourself more and for me appreciating yourself more. <laughs> Uh, knowing what actions to take or at least what questions you have to answer. Maybe you know nothing, but you have, uh, you know, the spark, which is a question. Yeah. You figured out, okay, I need to answer this question now. Mm -hmm. I figured out this is really what I need to know. Yeah. Um, whatever it is. I don't know. I've, I've done it many times and it's always, I think it's brought me to who I am today. The whole reflection thing, because I mean, I could learn all day long, but like when I relate things to my own experience, that's when the real learning happens. Yes. Right. So, yeah, yeah, no, I would not, I would not be the person I am if it wasn't for, um, the power of reflection, so to speak. 100%. I could definitely, uh, um, what what is it called? I endorse it. I, I recommend the heck out of it. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's 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 good. You know what? I was, I was, I was listening to the radio and, um, 
the one song that came on. It's it's I think it's 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 a song. It's a sort of a country music. I'm gonna look it up right now. It's a country music slash hip hop song. It's called One Thing Right by Marshmello and Kane something. I downloaded it. It was such a beautiful song. I'm not a country music fan, but man, this particular song has such great words. And I was listening to the words. And it was talking about I've done a lot of things wrong. Like I've so many people have hated me. I've been brought home by girlfriends whose mothers didn't like me. And and then he finally reflects that. But at least the one thing I got right was you. And I, I was listening to the words and it was so powerful because I look back and I'll, and for the people that really have known me since elementary school, like I, mean, I know if you look back elementary school, you're a child, it's, you're innocent, all these things. But I've made a lot of mistakes. I screwed up a lot. I betrayed a lot of people. I lied a lot. I failed a lot. I made promises that I broke a lot. And as I reflect on those, I'm like, wow, I was not a good human being. I do forgive myself for that, but I look back, well, I made a lot of mistakes. But, you know, oftentimes I'll do is I'll I'll get caught up in that. I'll extract the lessons. But the one thing right I got, for sure, if there's one thing I got right, it was my wife. And that, 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 that all the crap that I, that I did, all the wrongdoings, all the mistakes I made, the failures was worth it. If it led me to the one thing I did right, which was, was God led me to, to find the wife that I have today. And that one right surpasses all those mistakes and failures combined by a thousand million times. That one thing right. So as we reflect on our life, oftentimes what we got to do is not just reflect on some of the mistakes we make, because that obviously will make you feel bad, but reflect on the lessons you've learned as a result of making those mistakes, engaging in that betrayal. I've been at the receiving end, receiving end of hurt. I've also been the person that actually gave the hurt. I'm sure people can relate on this show and things that you feel like are unforgivable. But as you reflect on that and you go, that mistake led you to a certain place, to a certain person, certain opportunity, which led you to the place where you're working now. Call it fate, call it destiny. But I I for sure, uh, as I reflect on my own life and the things I've gotten right, I realize those screw-ups too, the screw-ups that I made too, led me to this podcast. You know why? Because I'm that much more, this is not theory for me. This is real and raw experiential wisdom. It's not like I'm a you know, psychologist who's never really been through tough times. I'm not saying if you're a psychologist out there, but what I'm saying is I, part of the reason why I want to, want to become a life coach and, and a speaker and an author is because I've been through crap. You know, it's, you know, it's pretty bad stuff. And, I, and I'm not here to tell you my story, but you know, at age 16, my best friend was killed in a car accident and that certainly led me on a journey. And my dad was, you know, died of cancer at 24 and I felt so guilty. My body was abused as a result of the guilt, ridden emotions, uh, drinking, doing drugs and all, engaging in the crazy stuff, right? But I realized it's brought me to, I'm, I'm so thankful for those as I reflect on them because it's made me a better life coach. It's made me a better human, a better husband, a better father. And when I, when I reflect on my own self and give myself an honest examination, I can truly say Despite all the mistakes I've made, the very few few choices I made right have made all the differences as a result and were necessary for me to make those mistakes. What about you, Cam? Oh, man, I, I could agree. Like, I can uh, relate big time. Mm-hmm. To, uh, I'm a lot younger, obviously, so I haven't had, like, a lifetime of mistakes yet. But uh, yeah. I've definitely made a lot of mistakes and hurt a lot of people and, and put myself in, above everyone else in a way that 
it's sort of what is it called gain at other people's expense essentially yeah. it's not yeah. even uh it's not even like putting yourself first and taking care of yourself it's more or less just like gaining while other people eat the dust yeah. you know like like um i've had a lot of experience of like self-loathing and pity and yes. uh wallowing and all that stuff yeah. uh because you can't forgive yourself mm-hmm. but it's uh it's it's those things that led me to where i am today and that will eventually lead me to where i want to be and yeah. there's not much else you can do yeah yeah. That's uh I think that's one of the the biggest lessons of being a human being. Yeah. Is you have to learn to let go. Yeah. It's like every human being needs to learn to let go. You need to learn to let go of life itself because you will die. Yeah. You need to learn to let go of the past because, you know, once the food is in your belly and it's digesting, it will never be a burger again. It's impossible. <laughs> the past is the past. Yeah. When you mix two things together they are mixed forever Mm. you know what i mean like we have to learn to accept our mistakes and accept the fact that we're going to die accept the things that we can't necessarily do like fly Mm. unless you have a strong desire to fly then figure it out (laughs) but uh you know what i mean Um, we're evolving we're evolving yeah and i remember i was at this uh i was at a party believe it or not and somebody was talking to me and they were like hey you know, I just went through this crazy breakup and blah, blah, blah. That's, I haven't seen you in months. What, what have yeah. you been up to? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, later she told me, she was like, somebody really smart told me that, you know, there will be moments in your life where you won't necessarily have closure. And that's the lesson is you have to learn to be okay with the lack of closure that like by closure i mean like anthony there are people who probably hate you and always will <laughs> yeah there's yeah. people who hate me and always will mm-hmm. and there's nothing i could do about it yeah if that isn't a lack of closure what is yes. like they don't yes. even we're on totally misunderstanding each other yeah right yeah. and you have to learn to accept that and uh i think the more yeah. reflection um the more mind you pay to your entire life and what's going on within you the more you realize that that everybody deals with this everybody every every single human being seven and a half billion people deal with even you know we talk about we talk about people like the dalai lama and wayne dyer and all these people that were were so so elated by their greatness but they too have troubling times too i mean the dalai lama has a picture of the person that that uh ostracized him from the country and he has him on his wall and he's praised to him and and gives him compassion every day and he says basically why do you have a guy the picture of (laughs) the guy that's killing your people and basically kicked you out of your country he says the day i have compassion for that man is the day i feel like i've arrived and he still has troubling times because he's killing his people and he's torturing them and tormenting them and it's just brutal and and so you know even wayne dyer remember the story about him i think he's he was the one who married ellen degeneres and portia de rossi i believe he was like the person that did it and he was telling someone about it and he was telling them Oh yeah, I, I married Ellen DeGeneres and and Portia de Rossi. And the person that, that was listening was, oh, are you, and you're okay with that? And he said, well, what do you mean by that? He's like, well, do you, do you think that's okay? Homosexuality's it's wrong. And he said, and you know, before he would have been like trying to defend himself, but he didn't try to defend himself. He just said, that's okay. You and I are kindred spirits, and I love you anyway. And he gave her a hug. And so, when you stop trying to defend yourself, 
because in def- like the moment you try and defend yourself, it invokes ego. The moment it invokes ego, then you 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 automatically you automatically without even knowing it, you 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 push yourself further and further from love and more into fear and anxiety. But you respond and you say that's okay. You you're entitled to your opinion, and I respect that. And then just send them love. And I think it's very important for us to, to, to realize once we get there, I think when you reflect on everything, you can send love to your past. You can send love to the people that hurt you. You can send love to the people that, that, have, that have made fun of you or you know berated you on social media, whatever it might be. And I, I have this meditation. And I'll end here. It's a great meditation. Uh, queen, look at what she said here. You guys are some of the nicest, coolest people ever. I don't know how anyone could hate you. <laughs> Thanks, Queen. Man, you're the Empress now. You're no longer the Queen. You're the Empress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. I, I do this meditation. It's called Just Like Me. And I want you to, people that are listening to this program right now, I want you to just... You, you you do it too, Cam. Just 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 for yourself. Close your eyes, P- Queen. Anyone that's on Facebook or if you're listening to this passively, just close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to just take a deep breath in. Exhale, and just feel the silence and the void between the in breath and the out breath. Now, just for a moment, I want you to think about someone, a stranger at the grocery store or at the bank or at school or at work, someone you kind of pass by. And I want you to focus on that person. Someone that you may talk to at the bank, just kind of randomly. And I want you to say this to yourself inwardly. You don't have to say this out loud, just inside your head and say, just like me, this person desires happiness and love and freedom this person desires to, be, to achieve at some level. This, this person desires friendship and caring and compassion. Just like me, this person suffers. Just like me, this person has pain in their life. Just like me, this person has a past that is mired in, 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 in cloaked in, in pain and failure and guilt and shame. Just like me. And as you do that, send them love. Send them a vibration, a light of love to the stranger. And then as you reflect on that and send this person love, I want you to ask yourself or reflect and focus on someone that you know, a friend maybe, a close friend. And focus on this close friend, someone that you really have deep care for. You'd consider them family maybe or your best friend. And, and, and I want you to repeat after me inside your mind and say, just like me, this person desires love and happiness and freedom and caring, achievement and fulfillment and meaning in their life. This person has purpose and vision. This person has gifts and talents just like me. And just like me, this person suffers. This person has pain. This person has a past mired in, in cloaked in fear and failure. This person has guilt and shame over their past or what they've decisions that they made that I've made that they've regretted for many years or weeks or months, just like me. And as you say that, send that person love. A white light. And then from that point on, reflect on someone you really have deep care for. Focus on someone you really, I'm talking about an intimate lover, a mother, a father, brother, sister, a best friend, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it might be. 
I want you to think about this. Put your focus there and, 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 and repeat after me inside your mind, just like me. This person desires love and happiness and caring and courage, achievement and fulfillment and meaning, just like me. And just like me, this person has suffered. This person is, experiences pain. This person experienced fear, has a past mired and cloaked in fear and failure and disappointment, just like me. And send them person love and compassion and know that you're connected to this person and the three people that we've mentioned. Send them love and care for them. The fourth person, I want you to focus on the fourth person, someone that has hurt you, someone that's betrayed you, someone that has called you names or made fun of you or lied to you or made promises that they never kept and you have the toughest time forgiving them or you haven't forgiven yourself. And repeat after me, just like me, this person desires happiness at some level. This person desires success and fulfillment and freedom and, and excitement and joy. And just like me, this person has suffered and is suffering at some level and has experienced pain and disappointment and humiliation just like me. And with all your heart and all your soul and your gut and your mind fully opened, send them love and forgiveness and compassion for their pain and their suffering because you are connected to them. We all breathe the same air. We all bleed the same blood. We all drink from the same ocean. We all breathe in the same sun, just like me. Seven and a half billion people and trillions and trillions of species of animals, insects. At some level, we all desire happiness and love and to be free from suffering, just like me. Open your eyes. Cam, what do you think, man? What are your thoughts? I love it. No, that was, that was great. Um, yeah. I used to do this thing where I would picture a person and forgive them and mm. then ask them to forgive me and then we'd hug. Then it was a sad moment. <laughs> um, yeah. But that was really good because it all had that common theme of all of us being connected and um, all of us being on the same team. Yeah. We're all on the same planet. We're all yeah. uh, the same, I mean, species, all of us humans, yes. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that felt really good. And you almost feel this feeling like like you're not just thinking about it, like yeah. something's happening. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, you almost have this feeling yeah. that like I'm not new, just sending new connections. The love with my yes. mind. Yes. There's like something real going on, and I yes. don't know what that is. Yes, yes. But uh, even, especially, uh, yeah, you almost just feel like you're helping them just by... And, 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 and that's exactly it. You're training your mind to love, to forgive, to be... to, to basically, basically, you're training yourself for forgiveness and love and compassion to be your default mechanism, not, not fear, right? So as you do the Just Like Me meditation, do it more often. Just like me, this person desires, but just like me, this person suffers. And then you send them love and you see where you're connected. And then you focus on someone you deeply care for. So focus on someone that's hurt you or you don't like, or someone that you've hurt and send them love and the connection with them. And you wouldn't be surprised. You'll be so surprised how people respond to you because you're, you're lighter. You're not as uh, tight, uptight all the time. 
Um, and I've, I've, I do that in my meditation every time. And I do, I, you know, I do it with various people that I, that, that really irritate me. Some people like, you know, Donald Trump as an example, and why does he irritate me? And I do some shadow work and I say, just like me at some level, he desires happiness and love and to be free from suffering. And I send that guy love. And because whatever hate I have for him, that's my hate. That's not his hate. So how people treat you is their karma. How you respond is yours. Don't treat people as bad as they are. Treat people as good as you are. That's, that's the shift. That's why inner work and meditation and contemplation and, and reflection like, like you have done in journaling and exercising your mind and body. It is so, so important. Thanks, Queen, for that comment, by the way. Uh, I, I love that meditation. I love that you love that meditation. I light candles for people and stuff. That's amazing. I love that. Light a candle. Say a prayer. Send vibrations of, of love and caring for that person. You wouldn't, you know, I, I'm, I am such a big believer in, in meditation and contemplation and sending out love that it's, it's, it impacts me on such a deep level that I almost feel out of that prayer meditation, that deep prayer meditation, that as I said, I, I'm filled up and all I want to do is then share that with the rest of the world through this podcast, through my coaching practice, through through my work in the community, whatever I'm doing. I just want to connect and care for people. And at the end of the day, when I'm empty, I'm exhausted, but I'm also exhilarated at the same time. So that's my hope for you, that you use that meditation just like me, meditation um, in your everyday practice. So you can be a more loving, compassionate version of yourself and you can make that compassionate upgrade in your life and live a more happy, fulfilling life. So ladies and gentlemen, leaders and healers, gamers and claimers, it is an absolute pleasure and a privilege to be on the show with you that you're joining with us. Uh, I think this was a great episode. It was longer than normal, but man, I, when you get connected and you get in that zone and you get that, you get that feeling of God working through you, man. Um, it's, it just keeps on going. It has no limit. So that's my, that's my wish for you that you, you work uh, in your passions and your, the God within you. Enthusiasm, by the way, means entheost is to, is to be possessed by the God within you. And that's my hope for you in every endeavor of your life. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> to your continued upgrade and revolution. Live it up with power, purpose, and passion. God bless you guys. Thank mm-hmm. you.